She is she from Vegas to the D. The Kana NYC. It's cold in the D. I got grown in the D. I put on for the D. Giuseppe's on the feet. Back for the meat. Bitches on my dick, but I ain't got no meat.
can't find Mr. Right. So you find something wrong with every boy that I like, and now you've gone through every boy I know. Brad is so good looking, but he'll never clean or do the cooking. Jimmy is so smart, but he's got a power Mac for a heart. The great boys are gay, but where the fuck are they? Where the fuck are they? Where the fuck are they? by asparagus demons One, two, three. If I ever let you kiss me again, you'll have to promise not to 
Let's make the last chorus totally rad. One, two, three. If I ever let you kiss me again. If I ever let you kiss me again. Something that rhymes with fat. If I ever let you kiss me again. We'll adjust your terse mentality. If I ever let you kiss me again. You'll have to change your whole personality. yourself you say you will estrange me but you are so strange and you are deranged and I before your oh my god this song is like your favorite of all time yeah i mean how do they sing so fast 
so <laughs> amazed. I can hear myself. I can hear. Yeah. Okay. I can Ooh, hear myself. Are those Ooh, new headphones? I think so. They were disconnected, so I wasn't sure if they were working, but they are working. It just sounds so It's a so miracle. Mm -hmm. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. It's a spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> How's your week going so far? You know, the huge going. It's crazy out there, though. It's a Super Bowl city. Super Bowl city. Yeah. Bullshit. And uh, how's your week? It's it's going the same. <laughs> I walked through Super Bowl City before anybody else did. <laughs> there you had that under your belt. You're yes. done with that. I'm Do your duty as an American citizen. And then I'm over it, officially. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. It hasn't even... I just barely actually started, right? Yeah, I think today, today. right? <sighs> two weeks of annoyance. We're so not into it. Is it too late to back out of hosting the Super Bowl? <laughs> But it's weird. It's not even in San Francisco. It's no. in Santa Clara. No, but everybody's staying here. But everyone's in the city, and I, they're saying, like, oh, it's a way for the city to rack up money. Like, they're not already doing that. <laughs> I know. They're not already charging us up the ass for everything. And the homeless are just... I mean, I will say that it gets tiring working downtown and you know, living downtown for you and seeing that and experiencing just, like, the whole... Just like the whole nastiness of being homeless and, and, and drugged. And, um, but now that they're being kicked out of their usual slums, <laughs> they're going into my neighborhood. And it's so bizarre to me because it's like there's so much more that, you know, there's so much more that can be done for these people instead of just kicking them out of tents and, and kicking them out of the streets downtown. But to be fair, there is a lot of a lot of the tax money is put into shelters and food banks, and they do have yeah. a lot available to them. That's true, but but now you get to feel some of my pain, right? Yeah. Have, so you've been noticing that more this week? Yeah, literally, somebody just took a shit in the bus the other day, yesterday, Ugh. and uh, he was asleep, but he was he defecated himself on the bus, and nobody said anything because. Once you somebody does that in the bus, everybody has to get out and wait for the next one. Oh, my God. But I think we should have said something. Nobody said anything because it was all the way in the back. But if the bus driver would have seen that or, or smelled it like we did. Oh, my God. Then we would have had to. I mean, it was so nasty. That's disgusting. But he he was this old homeless guy. And he was it's raining yesterday. Not really hard, but it was like the annoying kind of rain where it was like really windy and light rain that it was just like like <laughs> flicking you in the face you mm -hmm. know type yeah. of rain so i don't know it's just there's no good way to deal with this i don't think um except not to be the problem but try to be a solution by not being a drug addict there's not much that you can do no there's also not in the the space that you're in i mean when you're on the bus you're on the bus yeah off, yeah usually but I mean, I don't know. I just know that um, it's a problem. It's a problem that I guess every city has to deal with, but it's just more noticeable now because they're being kicked out of their usual spots, I guess. The like Embarcadero. The usual shit spots, like the Tenderline. Yeah. Mission has Tent City right here, too. Oh, yeah, that's Howard. right. Right over here. But um, 
yeah, it's just interesting. And um, we got attacked <laughs> last week. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, I wasn't going to remember. I, I'm trying to, for you to remember that. but <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and it's you. weird because we never take that bus. Or at yeah. least I never take that bus. I, I haven't either. I haven't. I only taken a few times, the 49. But I kind of had a feeling that she was out for me even from the time she got on the bus. But she was schizophrenic. So I understand there's only so much that you can do. But I don't think those people should be on the streets because what if, what if she did have a weapon on her? Right. You know, just the whole you safety. Just never know safety aspect of it but it, right. at least it, it turned out okay in the end but it was kind of nerve-wracking for me it was just like a wake-up call like okay i need to be prepared in case <gasps> you never know yeah you never know what's gonna happen but yeah well, definitely i pretend to be oblivious but i'm good at usually not make i don't i don't entertain any homeless people anymore i don't talk to them i don't give them money i don't really pay attention anymore which usually works but if they're schizophrenic and they're like and they're after you and they're after you that's when you have to i have to be more jumpy (laughs) or i have to be more like ready to run (laughs) yeah but yeah no it's just it was wasn't a good thing to to go through it but it was also a good thing it's like a wake-up call like oh bursting our bubble i was i keep using that reference but it really is like we're I think everybody's like in a bubble when they're living in the city because like you're going to work, you're going to your thing, you're going to the bar and you always see homeless people, but you never, I feel like they're getting much more. I was reading another story about, um, one of my ex coworkers getting in a fight on the bus and I'm sure he had nothing to do with it. And he just happened to be in the crossfire, but I do think that it's getting more, it's definitely getting more aggressive out over here for whatever reason with the influx of money and then the growing homeless population or the street population whatever you want to call it that number's growing also yeah so that's something to look at oh so depressing (laughs) (laughs) i know and it's i don't feel like it was i mean i didn't always live downtown i used to live on the outskirts of the city but i guess it's definitely become more apparent for me this past year or so i think i've been noticing it more working in soma since you know 2014 so a year and a half i feel like i've been at least on this yeah that part of it's like here they are this is where they're hiding yeah and it's like i wasn't i was lucky enough not to really be exposed to that as often unless we were here on the the weekend or going downtown on the weekend but I guess I was pretty much you know in a safer part of town I guess you could say but this is the reality (laughs) this is what's really going on so something we have to face yep that's darn sure so in other news um uh, your friends Radiohead, they're going to be headlining a couple festivals this summer. Are you excited about that? Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait uh, for Otterlands because th- it's not confirmed, but it's pretty sure that they're going to be headlining. Um, so I'm just having my credit card ready, make sure I have enough credit. <laughs> um, and I'm going to buy probably, I'm going to try to buy two tickets just in case somebody doesn't get in. So. 
Well, keep me in mind. I will. I'm <laughs> keeping you in mind already. <laughs> yeah, because I feel like, oh, it's been three years. That's been a, that's a long time. Yeah, it is. Oh, it's because you might back right now. It's so good. Yes. I don't know how I reached, but I did it. <laughs> reached my itch. You go, girl. Mm. And um, let's see, the enemy music radar music film tv games and more this week's essential new releases if you don't already have the enemy app um every week they come out with a new issue and uh they talk about the best new tracks and when to drop them okay so um the one that everyone's talking about is Iggy Pop and Josh Home from Queens of the Stone Age and Matt Helders from Arctic Monkeys. Best for ro- royally rocking out. Break into your heart. The King of Punk is now 68 and has enlisted Young Guns, Josh Home, and Matt Helders to help make this new track. Or new album, rather. This track is predictably essential listening. Best for Friday nights. Aluna George featuring Pop Can, I'm in Control. The new one from Aluna Francis and George Reed sees the London duo, excuse me, team up with Jamaican man, <laughs> Jamaican man of the moment, Pop Can for an infectious slice of inspired R&B. That sounds good. And best for eating noodles too, Courtney Barnett, three packs a day. Taken from a new compilation issued by Courtney's label Milk Records, three packs a day sees our favorite Aussie masterfully describe how she's addicted to seriously cheapo noodles. Best for escaping the morning commute. Day wave. Gone. This Oakland, California newcomer reminds us of The Cure and more recently NYC cult kids The Drums thanks to his supremely catchy, sad-eyed laments. Gone is lo-fi bliss. I'll have to check that out. Best for starting... Best for party starting. Justin Bieber. Really? (laughs) Too bad it's not the actual um, magazine, because I would burn it. (laughs) Well, it's yours. Yeah. Um, I'll be there featuring Biebs rapping under svelte R&B backing. This non-purpose track proves that the rebirth of the biggest pop star in the world is still very much a good thing. That's disappointing. Uh, best for bedroom discos, Sadie Dupus and Lizzo, Basement Queens. Two of America's most exciting new artists were challenged by Google to make a song together, despite having never met. Against all the odds, Basement Queens, Rocks missing Speedy Orti- mixing Speedy Ortiz's Dupoy punk ideals with rapper Lizzo's tight flow. Best for having best for having a laugh. Father John Misty. Maybe sweet one, you won't have nightmares tonight. Banned by US chat show host Stephen Colbert on account of its unsavory and nightmarish lyrics. It's about dead birds. This is actually seriously funny when taken with a pinch of salt. Uh, best for Saturday morning, Lou, I and I. Returning hero, Ellery James Roberts, former frontman of cult Manchester act Woo Liff, sounds utterly defiant on this rip roaring track from his new project, Lou. Lou. Build around a solitary piano riff. It's a thrilling return. (laughs) I don't know how to say it. (laughs) Best for walking tall. PJ Harvey, The Wheel. 
The first taster from Harvey's ninth album, The Hope Six Demolition Project, out April 15th, is a righteous, world-weary call to arms, propelled by driving guitars and urgent drums. Best for solitary vibing. <laughs> Oscar, sometimes. There's an unmistakable air of Damon Albarn's gruff London vocals and Oscar, an exciting newcomer who also calls the capital home. Sometimes sounds like it could have come straight off Blur's album Modern Life as Rubbish. There's some interesting ones on that article. What did you just read? <laughs> um, it's called uh, Radar, Music, Film, TV, Games, and More. I think that was mostly just music. Best new tracks. So they were talking about Iggy Pop, and then they were talking about um, some other artists that I've never heard of. Yeah, it's like, and then one that I was like, I really don't want to read this, (laughs) but I did anyway. But most of them sound interesting. So maybe there are you know some up and coming uh, musicians in that article. Stuff to check out. Mm -hmm. Uh, And more depressing news, actually. In other depressing news, uh, one more for the books for this month. Uh, Jefferson Airplane's Paul Cant- Cantor? Kantner? Oh my God, I'm fucking up his name. Kantner. That's how you pronounce that name, right? Kantner. Okay. This is complicated for me. Has died. The band's co-founder was 74. Uh, Jefferson Airplane guitarist, vocalist, and founding member Paul Kantner has died, the San Francisco Chronicle reports. He was 74. Kantner has suffered a heart attack in March of 2015. His girlfriend and publicist Cynthia Bowman confirmed to the Chronicle that he died of multiple organ failure and septic shock. Kantner formed Jefferson Airplane with Marty Balin in 1965. The band released seven albums, wrote counterculture hits like Somebody to Love and White Rabbit, I love that song, and performed at iconic rock festivals such as Woodstock and Monterey. They broke up in 1973 following the release of their 1972 Long John Silver. Following the breakup, Kartner reformed the spin-off band Jefferson Starship in 1974 with ex-Jefferson Airplane member Grace Slick and other musicians who worked with the band. Through various lineup changes, Starship released 10 albums in 1989. While Starship was still going, Jefferson Airplane reunited with a self-titled album. Um, they were included into the Rock Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1996. So wait, in 1989, while Starship was still going, Jefferson Airplane reunited? I think they're two different. Yeah, but <laughs> there's like the, they're the same members. Some of them, some of them are the same members, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, what was that? Okay, that was you. No. I felt like a tremble. Whoa, was he kicking the... Maybe uh, he kicked the uh, garbage. Um, so you can check that out. This is, again, out of Pitchfork. And there's a bunch of videos that you could watch that are really psychedelic-looking, like Somebody to Love and White Rabbit. And this one has, like, a kaleidoscope thing going. <laughs> I think Grace Slick's house is in your neighborhood. In oh, really? Richmond. Yeah, yeah they're they're uh, San Francisco um, artists, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my aunt was telling me when she lived here for a short amount of time, she um, went to visit their house. She was like, "Oh yeah, it's in the Richmond. It's like in the outskirts. It's probably like Presidio city. area." Yeah, I was like, oh, "I want to go. <laughs> Let's go with soccer." 
Yeah. Um, I'm sure she'll appreciate that. <laughs> She's like, I need to be rediscovered after years of, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, she had that follow-up, right, with uh, Jefferson, Jefferson Starship. Mm-hmm. And they still, I think they still play shows. Yeah, here like and there. Slims and stuff like that. There was that one time he, she got really intoxicated and started talking smack to a bunch of Germans, right? Oh, really? I yeah. didn't hear about that. That's the only banner. <laughs> like, she got really drunk and she was, like, saying, like, who won the war, motherfuckers? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she was really angry. <laughs> Do you have anything she else? Right. Um, there's a story about a Canadian punk band called Dilly Dally. <laughs> I think that's what they're called. Um, this is from TheEnemy.com. Katie Monks and Liz Ball first moved to Toronto in search of restless punks and somewhere to go and fuck shit up. What they found, however, was a crushing disappointment. There was weird indie folk thing. There was this weird indie folk thing going on, and it was really boring. Lead singer Monk says of the Canadian scene of 2010, "Our music was way louder, and there were no hand claps or tambourines." <laughs> Having grown up listening to Radiohead and the Libertines, they were like, "Fuck everything, and let's carve out a place in this world where we can truly be ourselves." There was something very punk about that. Katie and guitarist Liz eventually found the paradise they craved. We had to find people who shared the same amount of aggression as we did. That's when we found Jimmy and Ben. That was huge. Operating under the mantra, simplicity is powerful. Dilly Dally's music is aggressive and immediate in a way Pixies and South and South and Sonic Youth fans will adore. Monk's voice sets them apart from being mere revivalists though ragged and pained she howls her way through the songs on debut album soar and writes lyrics like an unfiltered live journal i'm always exploring my voice she says a lot of women sing very soft and sweet and it feels hard to relate to expressing your anger is positive my influences are male singers hamilton leithauser of the walkman wolf parade frank black sonic youth i like music where i just think fuck this is me or as ball puts it we get together and drink wine smoke weed and do what feels right <laughs> uh, sounds like they have the right attitude yeah <laughs> and again they're called dilly dally they're from good old canadia canadia i have david bowie Oh, David. I have again. him in my heart. Um, David I Bowie's never get sick of him. <laughs> no. <laughs> Look Ever. at that picture. He looks so happy. Oh, that uh, was more recent, too. Yeah. Well, maybe 10 years ago. Yeah. Uh, David Bowie's 100 million estate to be divided among family, assistant, and nanny. Well, also reveals uh, Bowie's wishes to for cremation in Bali. Uh, David Bowie amassed a $100 million fortune in his lifetime, according to his will, which was filed in uh, surrogate's court in Manhattan on Friday. His estate is to be divided between his wife, Iman Abdul-Majid Jones, uh, his two children, Duncan Jones and Alexandria Jones, his longtime personal assistant, Corrine Schwab, and his family's former nanny, Marion Skeen, reports the New York Times. Iman, whom Bowie married in 1992, is to receive half of Bowie's fortune as well as his Soho apartment. Duncan and Alexandria are to reach 
each received 25% of his estate, with Alexandria also receiving her father's mountain home in Ulster County, New York. Schwab is to receive a $2 million, uh, $2 million as well as Bowie's stock and company called Opossum, or I guess Possum Inc. Skeen is to receive $1 million. And additionally, the will detailed Bowie's wishes to be cremated in Bali in accordance with the Buddhist rituals, of course, uh, of the country. According to the Guardian, his family scattered his ashes in Bali uh, following a ceremony. In related news, Rolling Stone has published a detailed account of Bowie's final years, including his musical resurgence that kept him occupied amid, amid his battle with cancer. You can read it here and also revisit Cap Blackard's uh, retrospective on the cunning exit of postmodern Lazarus. That's interesting. That's a very in-depth story about where the money's going to. <laughs> yeah, and where he's going to end up. <laughs> Bali. Well, that's, that's interesting. Nice. That's, a, that's a good vacation spot for the rest of the eternity. So yeah, people are you know people are still you know keeping his memory alive and um, didn't they wasn't there an article that said they're they're going to release more of his music over the next few yeah. years like he recorded yeah he's still re- he's still going to um, be releasing stuff <laughs> yeah so that'll be interesting yeah yeah I'm excited to hear it yeah me too. Can't, I can't wait to see what it sounds like or hear what it sounds like. Yes, I'm still, I'm still like revisiting some of the older stuff. Like, wow, I've listened to this in like 15 years. Like you when can't I can't get over it. <laughs> like when I first started getting into him, I was like, I need like the overview of everything, and now I'm just like, no, I need really need to get into this now. This is, this is good shit. Yes. <laughs> this is the real shit. Since I'm, you know, I'm never gonna be able to see him perform, which is not over that. <laughs> I'll never get over You're that. Still hurt over that. <laughs> I am still annoyed, but I'm I'm excited. Um, I'm going to see Iggy Pop in March, which is not that far away. That's another six weeks and or two months, and he's going to be playing with um, members of Queens of the Stone Age. Um, who you you got to see them? Yes, Queens of the Stone Age. I never got to see them, so that'll be interesting. Um, really cool visuals, by the way. See that that collaboration go down i've seen iggy do um the stooges but i'm assuming this is probably going to be different or at least you know an offshoot of that so that'll be interesting and um yeah didn't you see iggy like a few years ago Mm -hmm. at the independent by himself though right i saw him at the warfield with the stooges and then i saw him at all tomorrow's parties which is still around but they don't really do it in the u.s anymore they did it like in new jersey like a couple years ago but they do it like in the uk now i think primarily they do it there but they did it back then they did it at the long beach um the queen mary and i got to go with my dad because he kind of introduced me to that kind of music and we got to see a bunch of weird shit and then we got to see um I think we saw, not at the drive-in, we saw, what's the other band that they're in? I forgot the other one. That, who's in? I think it was at the drive-in, but there was like another offshoot of that band. I can't remember the name. Mm. Then we saw Mission of Burma, and then we also, the headliner was Iggy Pop and the Stooges, so that was kind of the the headline that was the big moment for us yeah. I guess you could say but it was just an interesting you know festival to go to it kind of 
you know, got me interested in music and going to shows at a young age. So I'm kind of reminiscent about that. But I'm just happy to have the chance to see him again. One you know. last time, maybe. No! <laughs> just saying. No! <laughs> uh, January's not over yet. Just I know. <laughs> the year, the year so. has just begun, and yeah. people need to keep it together for a couple more years, yeah. at least. <laughs> All right, well, stay tuned for more Mutiny Radio.
Yeah. Fun. Say hi. Hi. <laughs> Good job. Hello. Hello. <laughs> I like the beret thing that you got going on too. Are you inspired by our French compatriots? Uh, yes, inspired. <laughs> it's mostly to keep all my hair. Okay. <laughs> keep hair, it keep yeah. it controlled under there. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, man. I'm, a sh- I'm a shaggy man. <laughs> shaggy man. <laughs> Jamaican man. Yeah, man. <laughs> So, Rasa, how you doing tonight? Great. How are you guys doing? We're doing wonderful. We're glad to be doing the radio thing that we do every week. We are at Mutiny Radio from 6 to 8 p.m. Super. Sounds from the street. And tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, Well, I am a dance performer, and I create music, and I sing on the tracks, and then I bring it out to the public, and I dance and sing to my own tracks. Awesome. And do you have, when in terms of mixing the music, do you have a, a backing band or do you write the music yourself or how does that work out? Um, I write the music mostly on the computer uh, using a program and then I record things and instrumentations inside. That's awesome. And yeah. how long have you been making music? Mm, maybe about three years. Okay, and what what inspired you to become a, to make music and be a performer? Uh, well, to make music, I was inspired by the fact that I was always working with other people's music and other bands and other tracks, and I felt like it was about time that I was able to voice have my own voice because I uh, started out as a dance performer, which doesn't have a voice really. And I decided, well, I think it's about time I have a voice and have something to say on my own. There's a lot of stuff I got to say. Yes. Yeah. And what are some recurring themes in the songs that you write? Uh, well, I am um, well versed in all kinds of world music and and dance. I have a degree in in it, and a lot of it is from um, <clears throat> South America and uh, India continents in in the Middle Eastern regions, also American, uh, you know, music, uh, some funk and jazz and all that. That's what my background and I studied in. And I feel like because I know all of this, all these cultures, I want to bring it all together Mm -hmm. so that I can bring some unity, bring people together on that um, in the world and some peace. Um, And the message is unity, peace, but also positivity, too. Right, and we could use that now more than ever with this Super Bowl business oh going on. God. I'm, glad, I'm glad you two are here. Yeah. You didn't shut down because of the Super Bowl. Huh? I know, right? Sometimes we le- we actually love coming here because there's it's always... It's more quieter to yeah. down. I mean, yeah. sometimes we, we want to stay away from this neighborhood for whatever reason, but most of the time it's, yeah, it's our escape escape plan. Yeah, it's pretty cozy in here. It's nice and quiet and yeah. chill. I'm sure downtown is nuts. Yes. Yeah, it is. And then Barcadero, Barcadero. That, whole, that whole area. Yeah, Just fart areas. <laughs> fart areas. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't think I even recognize the downtown. You yeah. Know, don't, <laughs> we don't really celebrate the sports that much here in the city. You I know, know right? It's They're forcing really it on town. us. They are forcing it on us. Yeah. As if this was a place. Because I actually used to live in Buffalo, New York, and that 
is a sports town. <laughs> <laughs> now we know. Well, they have yeah. a team. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's the thing they, they recognize, and yeah. that's what they put all their love into is the sports, the football. Yeah. After the football is the hockey. And then after that, I don't know. I mean, I'm not really big into sports, but, man, that's... That's like the top of the conversation. There. Yeah. yeah. Now we know not to go to that town. <laughs> <laughs> Here we're trying to keep the arts alive, right? We're trying exactly. to have a conversation on the arts. Yeah. Individuality. Individuality. Do it yourself. Cognitive thought processes. Cognitive, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're just making stuff up, but. Hopefully, yeah. yeah. Hopefully well, we're we trying to do that. That's what you, you guys are doing here. You're, you're keeping it up, keeping the, the culture alive. We hope so. Radio. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. were talking earlier about um, when the show, when I started the show about six years ago and just all the you know life events that have taken place since then. And it's kind of incredible just you know being able to have um, our t- stories to tell. And we're still here. <laughs> and we're still here we're to still tell you. Yeah. So you, how long have you been here? Six years. Six years. In, in this spot, yeah. Yeah, and I've been here for five years, like you're mm-hmm. after. Mm-hmm. It's a long time. So, <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Yeah. But, um, yeah, just the fact that we still have this spot, despite all the changes that have happened in our city the past All the rent hikes. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was thinking about as I was walking in here about how the city, this neighborhood's still trying to hold on yeah. before it gets changed. And I was like, wow, thank goodness there's still a little community radio station here. There, um, this is Eddie. Uh, Hi, Eddie. Hi, Eddie. How are you doing? <laughs> Eddie's uh, hiding well, out thanks. here. <laughs> and it uh, reminds me of in Brooklyn, uh, there are some neighborhoods where vend- no, shopkeepers and people that live there are putting up signs saying, no me mudo. That means, you know, I'm not moving because <laughs> no they're feeling... You know, like they're being pushed out. So it's not only here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to ask him and be like, what's going on on the East Coast? Because I know that there's a lot of up-and-coming neighborhoods, you know, outside of the city. and. Um, well, the East Coast is the East Coast. I mean, it's really New York. Um, I was just talking to somebody a few days ago. Um, New York has changed so much in the last 20 years. Um, Soho, the village, used to be nothing. Now it's, you can't live there. You have to live in Queens or Brooklyn. And the outskirts. Yeah, it's just very different. It's different from when Patty Smith was there. Patty! Oh, Patty. It was, it was yeah. different, yeah. right? Yeah. Times Square was like porno central, right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I remember watching he on TV. Right. I was like, that is not, that is he not. That's right. <laughs> I watched the documentary. (laughs) Guilty as charged. (laughs) We know what you are doing. (laughs) No, in all seriousness, um, you know, we have, it's basically the East and the West Coast. Uh, I can vouch for that. But I was living in Boston 20 years ago. So I I think I uh, was, you know, I went through there. My aunt lived in Queens and we kind of visited, but, you know, it's crazy. That's insane. What are, how's Boston doing these days? Uh, Boston is sort of the same thing. It's small and it can't grow. Um, it just has to grow up, you know, <laughs> vertically. Like a tree. It doesn't have land to grow outwardly. Is it more of a college town? Yeah. Because of the uni- Boston University. It needs to grow up. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely, a. I mean, every college in Massachusetts 
that's in you know I mean um, let me say that again Cambridge is right across the river and you have the you know the biggest colleges the most expensive you know Harvard mm -hmm. so um, they have a lot of those rich kids rich kids they have a lot of bros right are they bros what do they call this yeah, they're here bros? this week this two bros. weeks bros Ugh. yeah that's what we what have going on this weekend. Wicked? <laughs> yeah, dude. I say, yeah, dude. That's <laughs> yeah, wicked. Piss a kid. What's your best Jamaican ask accent? My, my best Jamaican yeah, accent? Great. Here, say or bro something. accent, whichever one. Do the Boston accent, Justin. Do the Boston accent, kid. <laughs> wicked piss a wicked piss a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I'm down the Packy. Then we're gonna go down Revere Beach in my I Rock. <laughs> Me and Muscles Marinara. Go to the museum, check out some art. <laughs> Wait, which show is this? <laughs> what are we listening to? Oh, that's awesome. It's like a, it's a legit another language. They're Afro. They're both uh, lived in Boston. Yeah, right on. That's where I'm from, actually. That's, that's awesome. What's your fondest memory of growing up there? Uh, I love the autumn. The autumn. The autumn. Yes. Because uh, San Francisco is perpetually spring. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a little rainy and gray right now, but it's, yeah. it's almost always springtime here. It's true. Yeah. It's too warm over it's here. It's just California in general. Yeah. Uh, but, too sunny and bright. But in New England, the <laughs> seasons are really <laughs> pronounced. You know, you, you know the difference between autumn and winter. It's so romantic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We dream about it. I know, right? Yeah, it's a little Getting too, snowed in. It's a little too long. And they all just got dumped on right now. There's just now? Yeah. It's yeah, terrible. It's a blizzard. Oh, that's man. just the way it is. Yeah. It's always been like that. Yeah, you get used to it. Really? No. But people become weather wussies when they come here to uh, California. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, I'll never go back. 50 degrees, I love freezing. There's no change. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It doesn't become 90 degrees, though. Not in San Francisco. Well, some people are being pushed out of state because of, you know, the living expenses in the city, meaning San Francisco and Los Angeles in particular. Um, you know, we know some people that have moved to Oregon and people who want to move, to, you know, out of state. So over the next five to ten years, it'll be interesting to see what, yeah. see what California in general, turns into, oi. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, you have to take it with a grain of salt. Like, yeah. It's like, you just know that if you move out of, especially San Francisco, you're not moving back. Yeah. That's right. Never coming back. That's true. That's what you say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stay here forever. Right. Well, make a decision. You come back and it'll be, you know, your rent will be 10 times as exactly. what it was. Unless exactly. you, be, you hit the jackpot like that one guy. Yeah, yeah Powerball. <laughs> Santa Monica. Did you guys play it? Oh, really? They found <laughs> a, a winner? Yeah. There and was her, a couple in her neighborhood. Santa Monica. One, one? Only one? No, there was a couple there of them, There was a couple, but one of the, I think the biggest one was that one. Yeah. And he was, he's already like, Some jerk. well off. Some oh. jerk. He didn't deserve it. <laughs> he, yeah, he already had money. He just got more. <laughs> oh, he yeah. went to the right liquor store in the well, right Ross neighborhood. And I did buy a Powerball ticket and we sat there. We were very disappointed. We were like, one number. We were just very hard. We didn't even get one of the numbers. That's yeah. all I was. I didn't have any of the numbers. You didn't have any numbers either? No. It was terrible. Oh, join the club. <laughs> you just made that person richer. Son of a. Son of a. Yeah. I mean, 
mean, the, and plus it was cold out. I mean, this is Boston. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, New York. <laughs> <laughs> You're giving your cities next. <laughs> so, um, but I think the winners were um, out, where, um, out west and then maybe one in, nobody from the east coast as far as I can remember. No. Mm-mm. Yeah, California. California. We're lucky here. You have to move here. I have to move here. Mm-hmm. But it's the Golden State. Too, so it's pricey here. I need more space. New York has small apartments. God, it's so compact. Even in in the burbs too. Even in Queens and. Oh yeah, even in Queens. Um, really, just you know, uh, you have to. Uh, you just look. I'm looking for Shangri La. <laughs> you know, renters where it's close to where you can sell your paintings. If anybody knows Colin, do you get calls here? Yeah. <laughs> What's the phone number? Okay. 415-550-0511. All right. So it's, a lo- <laughs> it's a local number, so they might not want to pay so those if charges. If anybody knows where Shangri-La is, they should call in and tell Eddie. We're painters <laughs> Shangri-La. It could be, it's different for different, like for Rasa, like dancers Shangri-La. Yeah might be here in San Francisco. That's true. Could be around the corner from us. Oh, man. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I've been here for, for since 99. <laughs> you never know I'm what like might pop up. like, where is it? <laughs> well, there's certainly culture still present here. I can attest to that with mm-hmm. Rasa. Um, one of just the... Just Rasa. No, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> we and don't everyone count. else here. <laughs> you know, in this room, I can the see. The artwork we have out there doesn't yeah. count. Nobody sees it. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, it's a bummer. But Rasa, uh, she travels a lot. She's going all over the country. Where are you going to be performing? You're going to be at Girls' Night Out, Venus, yeah. Collect- Venus Rising Collective. Tell us more about that upcoming show. Well, that show is Saturday, February 6th at Legionnaire in mm-hmm. Oakland. Next week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it starts about 9 o'clock. It's a... Uh, um, it's an all-female Venus Rising Collective, and so the show is going to be an all-female show, and there's mostly going to be female hip-hop. There will be uh, also someone doing um, some voodoo, Ooh. voodoo music. I like that. And um, and then I'll be there too, and there'll be some DJs. Right on. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, yeah, nine o'clock February sixth at the Legionnaire in Oakland. So that should be fun because. <clears throat> it's an all-female, in- supported, inspired collective. And, and how did you, have you met these other artists that you're going to be sharing the stage with? I know some of them, and some mm-hmm. of them I, I don't, so I'm really looking forward to seeing, you know, what people have made and what they're working on and some of the old stuff and some of the new stuff and meet some new people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and how do you come in contact with these um, these other artists? Is it like through email like a referral sort of thing or um i meet them when i'm out in the scene basically so i either see their show or they see mine or we're in the same show together mm-hmm. um sometimes people uh just pop out of the woodwork and i look them up see you know wh- who they are what what they're about or i run into them in the street you know even right. one of them i know from um <clears throat> here and in new york and mm-hmm. Even when I'm walking around in New York, uh, I see her. That's awesome. Wherever. I, last time I saw her, she was, we were in Harlem, hanging out there. So. That's awesome. It makes the, the world much smaller and more accessible, right? Definitely. And supportive. We're supporting each other. There's like, you know, a network. 
Definitely. And should we listen to one of your tracks? Sure, yeah. Which one do you prefer? You can put the first one on. All right. That one's called Make the Quake. It's an ode to San Francisco. Woohoo! Woohoo! Shake it up. (laughs) Your attention, please. This is a dance resurgency. Move your boot head to the dance floor. Do not delay. I repeat. Do not delay.
I thought we were going on. Oh. Now we're on the air. We're talking about horrific things. Here. Horrific earthquakes, tsunamis, natural disasters. Yeah. But back to life. That's know, for sure. You gotta accept nature as it is. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen whether we want it to or not. Actually, we don't want it. <laughs> Based on my experience. No, don't want it to happen seen my fair share <laughs> I am good but what what inspired that track how did that come to mind um, uh, basically I think that people were just uh, getting a little apathetic and I wanted them to kind of you know kind of shake them up a little bit and get them moving on some kind of revolution there you go something. yeah <laughs> Revolution's about. a good thing. It's not thing. exactly supposed to be about earthquakes. I don't want oh, out. I see. <laughs> it's like shaking. <laughs> like a cultural <laughs> booty. A cultural kind of revolution. Because if you shake the booty, you make a little earthquake on, you know, on the dance floor. <laughs> yes, yes, we've been known to do that. <laughs> oh, you've been known to do that. Uh, really? Here and there. No, you, both of you. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Shaking it up here in the radio station. After a few drinks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> gotta, gotta push our limits every now and then. Yeah. <laughs> Shake it up. That's awesome. And um, so you're going to be playing a show on Saturday, February 6th. Doors are at 9 o'clock. Mm -hmm. And if they get there before 10, it's only $5 mm -hmm. uh, cover charge. That's not a bad deal. Mm -hmm. What's the biggest difference you see between performing here in San Francisco versus uh, like an audience in Oakland, is there a big difference there or is it pretty much the same in your experience? I think, and I'm not certain, I, I've seen more people on their telephones in San Francisco during oh, the show. Interesting. Mm -hmm. A lot more tech. Because I believe maybe in San Francisco it's just a little bit easier to get around. And in That's Oakland, true. if you're going to go to somewhere, you're making an effort and a point to go there. That's you know? true. And so, therefore, you are going to spend more time taking, you know, precious time to pay attention to what's going on. <laughs> you know, know. Keep your wits about it's you. A hard lesson. Yeah. Is yeah. the Legionnaire close to downtown Oakland, meaning 19th Street? I'm not. I haven't been there. Oh, so okay. Yeah, because I, I haven't been there yet. But. I haven't been there, but the, a lot of local bands that we've interviewed yeah. perform there. And a lot of, um, there's a lot of dancing events there, too, for sure. Mm -hmm. So that, that makes sense. Yeah, that'd, that'd be a cool. cool spot. Yeah, because yeah. they have the burlesque, right? They have, like, a burlesque thing going on. Mm -hmm. did, yeah. did you ever perform at the Uptown? Yes. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, close I that now. Spot. They started doing some events. They've there. been posting yeah. stuff like they're open again, hmm. <laughs> but they're doing a lot of only burlesque. They're not doing like bands anymore. Yeah, because I remember when they used to do like a couple, you know, <clears throat> bands that we would interview here at this radio station, yeah, like punk. local bands, right? Or they punk. Yeah, yeah, and now they're posting a lot of like oh, um, uh, 
what's it called fishnet foley's or something like that yeah yeah some of the stuff they used to do so i couldn't tell if it was the same owners or they're just doing it here and there yeah that's interesting that's interesting that's what what was uh <clears throat> proposed to happen to the elbow room uh, right. they were going to cu- close it down for mm-hmm. sure and then mm-hmm. maybe try to rent it for shows or turn it into condos oh my god but it's still it's been saved it's so far saved so far yeah <laughs> we won we won <laughs> we won again yeah so far so, so far. far that means we have to keep going yeah. in order for it to stay open that's why i feel good spending hundreds of dollars on t- concert tickets keep yeah. those yeah. venues going keep that's the music flowing and yeah. coming you know it, it doesn't stay open unless people go out that's the thing I don't, a lot of people that I run into, they don't really understand it. They're like, how's the show? I'm like, well, I don't know. We're, where the where fuck have you been? You, where have you been? Yeah. <laughs> I don't no, go I out. I see you there. Yeah. yeah. In your latest video you um, that you put out there, um, kind of calling people to come to see you, to the venue, and I thought that was a good you know, point to come up, put across that, you know, come on out, you know, support and the support. artists, support women. Mm-hmm. That was a great message. Yeah, that was my message for this show here. We had little promo videos that we recorded that, and Eddie saw it on, online. It was like, was it awesome. 10 seconds or something? Yeah, yeah, if you could play that, I don't know if you want to, but I thought it was a good, <laughs> quick, 10, like, <laughs> synopsis of what people need to do. What they need it to was, do. Was you were giving them a step-by-step instruction. I, I was. I think I was. Yes, it was. Do me. this. Do this. Or else. Or it is. Buy this ticket. Do it. This is why. Pay, pay money. Pay money. This Get is why. Car. Right? Get the car. Take yeah. public transport. Support your local artists for Tip. a reason. Yeah, Tip. I don't know. Write <laughs> that on my because, because Crystal and I have been doing it for so long for probably a majority of our adult lives, if not before then, but... We do know people that, you know, that don't like to go out. Yeah. <laughs> but for us, it's like, that's kind of how we became good friends. Yeah. And um, there's people who complain about, oh, my life sucks and there's nothing to do here. And uh, my favorite is the city sucks. Like, the city's boring. And I was like, you're just Where's not it? going out. Yeah. You don't know. Like, you don't go out and explore. You don't take... You don't try new things. I think there's a lot of that. There's a lot of people that are afraid. I don't know what it is, but maybe we're just more adventurous. It's mostly students, though. Like, I don't know San Francisco. I work with a lot of students. I don't know San Francisco. I go to San Jose, and I'm like... San Jose? Yeah. What? Because that's where they're from. <laughs> that's what we say. Yeah. When people c- come in here, no offense to who yeah, comes exactly, in here, but right? we're like, going on there. they're like, there's a whole scene down there. No. And like, Frat scene. There's people who live there. Like hip hop, you know. Yeah. And we don't have anything against, you know, we, we open our doors for everyone pretty yeah. much. We don't judge based on genre. You can't say there's nothing going on in San Francisco if that's you don't go out lie. and actually explore. Yeah, ask. A-S-K, ask. Yeah. <laughs> ask, ask. What's the phone number here? You can call up in here. 415. There's something going on here at Mutiny Radio. 415-550-0511. Again, that's 415-550-0511. We're usually skeptical to give out our number because we've been getting calls from someone in particular. <laughs> but she already knows our when, number. So yeah, she already knows the number, but... Um, <laughs> But we, we welcome new and... We welcome people who are not new cra- Can the new crazies please call? The new crazies. It's yeah. not that hard. You don't even have to leave not your house. Not the same crazy because we know her story. Yeah. <laughs> 
but yeah, we we under, we understand that that struggle. Yeah, I think people are just getting mm. tired, and the weather's the same all the time, and then it's kind of chilly a lot. You can't just walk out in a t-shirt and go, oh, I'm so comfortable and happy, and I want to hang out all night on this porch, drinking a margarita in the tropical beach, hanging out and listening to music. It's not like talking. that. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, I'm there. I'm there, man. I'm supporting that local art right there. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes, but there's this. I, I, I here, want to mention go. something. To here. Go for it. Justin's here. Hi, Justin. Hi, Justin. Um, I want to say that I think also it has to do with the digital technology. Do you think? How it's just permeated every aspect of our lives. And when music, especially it's... music, right? And, oh, and, and I guess movies to some extent too. And Netflix. Everything. When it becomes so easily consumable and easily digestible and easily and it's all right there in the palm of your hand then there's a, almost a kind of uh, a disconnect agree uh, the, the, human the interaction yeah, and it's the it's the idea that the content is actually created by a, a human being who has spent years and years perhaps of their life perfecting their art perfecting their craft um, you know, exploring their creative uh, ideas and imagination and having uh, the courage to follow uh, wherever that may lead mm -hmm. and then uh, putting it out there for the rest of the world. I mean, I think when you grow up just consuming, consuming information and entertainment as if it was all the same, then it becomes very hard uh, or it's, it's not immediately apparent that uh, the person up there on stage is a working artist. That this is how they make their living. This is what they're that what they're giving to you as a gift. It's the gift of their soul. They're putting right out there in That's front right. of you. And it's not just it's not this it's not equivalent to uh, a download. A download exactly. Um, and you know, th there's a lot of things about uh, the the issues that come up about downloading music and, mm -hmm. and all, a lot of these streaming um, companies are not paying the artists very much and so it just becomes another revenue stream for for a corporation but behind all of that content mm -hmm. it are actual people who work super super hard to create what is our culture what is our civilization at least in, a, in the arts aspect is what I speaking of because there's plenty of people that work hard in, in other fields, but uh, right. as far as the arts are concerned. So, you know, I, I think it then becomes a challenge for the performer to uh, bridge that mm -hmm. divide. I mean, I was at a cafe uh, a couple of months ago, and there was some, it was a jazz guy came in from out of town. Mm -hmm. And next to me were a couple of young guys and they spent their entire time on their cell phones while this guy was playing. And, you know, and eventually I had to say, hey, put, put that cell phone down. I mean, I, it annoyed it me so much that, that they were not paying attention to this person who was, was right in front of them. And then when the tip jar came around, they didn't tip. And if that happens enough, then that musician can't afford to come Continue. anymore. And then, and if the, 
And if the people don't buy the drinks, then the ca cafe or the bar the, or the club can't afford to bring those acts in and give them, you know, a, a basic stipend or whatever to perform. And it, everything compounds and compounds, and that's how it erodes. The whole culture, cultural scene erodes. That's well, we, we oh, don't have um, any. <clears throat> we don't have it. We're not. We're not proud of our culture here enough. So people are proud of their culture. So here a little bit. I see it. They're proud of their Latino culture. They're proud of their Black Lives Matter. But they're not as proud of their arts culture. I'm sorry to say. I'm being honest. Huh. I went to New Orleans. And even if you so think amazing. it's some kind, yeah, some kind what of What an amazing thing, city. So what? There are people out all night, all day, going to art functions, not just music, art functions, dance functions, all kinds of stuff. They're out there all the time. And food. They're proud of it. They're food. They're <laughs> proud of it. They're like, I love New Orleans cuisine. cuisine. I love this. This is what I love. This is what I live for. I don't hear that here about the arts. We're not, there's nothing that's keeping us together cohesively as artists to make us proud of it. We used to have that in 1960s. That's right. We had the Summer of Love, and people were proud of a revolutionary movement that mm -hmm. was happening. And, of course, there's probably a lot of problem with, with that. Uh, yep. Drugs and things that were keeping, you know. Side effects. Side effects it. and things. But, for, you know, for the most part, it was something, something that was happening. We haven't had anything that's really happening here to that extent it's too bad because this city is a place where these kind of things can manifest that's true it's possible i agree with it's that it's possible it's just that we're disconnected in, in many ways with the the you know technology can connect us and disconnect us yes the cost of living here can connect us but disconnects us i mean we don't sometimes people don't have enough money to go out or they have they're just working so hard who knows what but there's got to be something to bring us back together that's kind of reason why i made my music yeah Woo! <laughs> keep it going so um unity i call yeah unity i, I call it viva la rasa revolution I'm get people to go out <laughs> because if you go out to art or dance or whatever you're supporting something you're trying you're you're proud of something in your community you're proud of your people you're proud of yourself you go out, and when you go out, you're not miserable. You're not, you know, complaining about things. You're going to meet new people. You're going to hear new ideas. Yeah. You're going to expand your mind, expand open your, your mind. mind. Experience. Get some experience under your belt. That computer is nothing. It is not experience. It's never going to replace. It's your, not going to replace. I mean, maybe that's. A handshake. It's not even going to replace a handshake. Maybe that's the mistake. People think that their phones that that can replace a you know real life it does that's for them, that's the problem but they don't they don't know that they don't know it's that. like it's well, not they're conscious just, they're just tools you know? they're just tools yes. they're just very powerful tools and they can do good and and it's all how you use the tool but it yes. it's the attitude uh that you bring to it i agree no, that's that's some very well said statements. I have to say, a lot of things that I that I think about often, but I don't really know how to express it um, in the most effective way without sounding negative. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you guys were totally you, did, right? yeah. you had the well, you hit the nail on the I, head. I'm a, I'm a visual artist too, and I've been here long a, time, a long time. And uh, Russ and I have this conversation a lot, and 
talk about it a lot because we see how the little clubs when I first met her she was working every single weekend I mean she had more work than she could handle she was getting booked all the time was giving out bookings to people and uh, and then every month we'd hear about another little club you know just like couldn't Supper club closing. You know, oh, I remember that place. Supper club. And, and uh, you know, I think Red Devil Lounge. They think they yes. closed right. Cafe Kokomo. You know, and and it was just like every month. And and I uh, am a visual artist, so there were museums that I worked at, like the Museum of Craft and Folk Art, that oh yeah that closed up. And Did they reopen it? Craft and Design. Uh, Is that the same one? one? Oh, it's a different they one. They reopened, thankfully. Yeah, yeah I saw that. But they used to be downtown on Sutter Street. On Main Street. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so the big institutions in the arts are doing great, right? I mean, SF MoMA's giant the huge renovation. Uh, yeah. thing going to open. I'm soon. excited about that. And the SF Symphony is doing great, and um, the De Young Museum is great. Mm-hmm. And we went there recently. It was amazing. Yeah. So, so like, yeah. we're very top-heavy. But what happens is that the... The community that's uh, the local stuff. yeah the zeitgeist of the local creative people uh, okay. suffers a little bit um, when when uh, it's not a big corporate entity mm. yeah those yeah. those mm. the museums that you just mentioned have a lot of funding and uh, backing but somebody such as yourselves you know doing it on your own dollar possibly. You're your own marketing scheme, your own booker, your own agent, your own... You, you, you have really hit it. Because <laughs> <laughs> we, we see it all the time. Rasa is absolutely amazing at this. She, oh, I don't she doubt designs it. her own website. She, she, she does the graphics on her albums. And she She's looks amazing. She's doing photo shoots. Look at it, the Instagram. She does... Uh, a, a, There's a secret picture. Sorry, yeah, pull out. A newsletter every single month that oh, lists all of her. I gifts. love the shoes. <laughs> you look amazing. Good for you. Right? Uh, she's on Instagram. She's on Facebook. She's on Twitter. And that's exhausting. By the way, I can't even do that. That's a great picture. You're basically reclining. You're like uh, from a. She's like a Venus. Yeah. It reminds me of Michael Jackson's. Jackson's. Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson, you know how he's lying on the side Mm -hmm. in Thriller? Kind of. He knows how to. It's black and white. Whatever. You look a lot. That was her inspiration. The image I would have, like, I was trying to. You're much better looking than him. It's more like. She was uh, going for a Michael Jackson look. (laughs) He doesn't even come close to you. (laughs) 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 She listened to another track? Sure, you can put on the third one. That one's a, a remix called Bounce. Get you to bounce, bounce, bounce. I'm excited. <laughs>
You could get this music played in Vegas. Yeah. Because I just went to um, a sales-sponsored thing for my company, and they're definitely rocking that beat. Really? <laughs> sales? <laughs> I could get you a spot at our, ne- at our next event, maybe, if you're interested. <laughs> Really? That's a story. How was that? Uh, no, okay, don't tell us. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, that's for another time. She, she went there when she was really young and uh, and did a lot of auditions. But they tell me I was too old anyway. No, no. I was they, in my 20s. They they told like, you're too old. Really? Said you're she, not just 18. She's too curvy. I'm that too was curvy. They said, and she my booty is too big. And then too fat. Are you serious? This is during the 90s, maybe? Uh-uh, 2000s. Really? Yeah. And and that, she didn't let that uh, Fuck. stop her. She decided Good. to uh, create her own uh, show. And she went to the Stratosphere and right had on. her own show at the Stratosphere for many months. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, because I, I went and did all those audition, auditions. I did, what, what is it? I don't know what they're called. The ones with the... The line dancers and the topless theater shows. Was I mean, it Cirque du Soleil or was it the more... I did Cirque du Soleil. Oh, you did Cirque oh, du Soleil. Yeah. I could and imagine you doing the that. People, the drummers in there and they got me to go in there and audition. It's just, they're just, you know, oh, everything. All the places. And they just said, well, they didn't like, they wanted you to change your body type. They wanted you to get fake implants on, on the top. Really? Well, that's what yeah. Saul's over there, I think. Yeah, they weighed you. You get on a scale. Oh, my God. That's so yeah. degrading. I would break the scale over there. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, but you could go that's there. their now, problem. Now, Ross is only five foot... Uh, I know, I can't imagine. Four or something, and uh, she's, you know... She looks amazing, by the way. I'm not that and, uh, big. And very curvaceous, you know, but... Um, you know, to be... I work out every day. And she works out mm-hmm. every day. Yep, I'm with so you on I'm that. Still too big, huh? Fuck it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I I am on the same page as you. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I like going there first. We went there um, together a couple months ago as a a friends, you know, get together kind of thing. Another friend of ours was there for her company, and we all just kind of met there. And we were there for two day, two or three days, and that yeah. was it. That was that was more than enough. <laughs> That's enough. That was yeah. like the end for us. It's what did like you do? we were out till like two in the morning, gambling, yeah. drinking, walking yeah. the strip. It was my first time, so I was just like, I just want to do the regular stuff. But I didn't really go to a club or anything. Yeah, that my that was my first time doing that two weeks ago. Oh yeah. yeah. But I was like, there's no way, like, because there's like a me. dress code, and I was like, I'm not putting high heels on like I'm sorry but it's hot and you just you want to be comfortable because it, it was at the end of um when we went it's the beginning of the end of august beginning of september right so it was like 110 degrees and i was yeah, like yeah, i'm was just warm. not ready to <laughs> you probably you know it, what club was that 54 or whatever uh i'm not sure but it's like a it's like a a bundle like you just you buy this tour and they take you to different clubs, and they have oh. a dress code. All of them. You have to wear high heels and a dress. Mine was company sponsored, so I just wore whatever the fuck I wanted to wear. There you go. That's yeah. better. Om- Omnia. I don't know if you've heard of it at Caesars, but it was swank. Yeah. I'd swank. never do that. I'd never do that willingly on my own. The only reason I went is because I was, you know, offered free drinks. Yeah, it was free. <laughs> That's pretty much why. But I was like. Fuck. 
think. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Pink Kardashian type yeah. clubs. Yeah. That's what I, I definitely felt. Was it, was it fun or was it boring? It was fun, but <clears throat> it w- it wouldn't normally be something that that we would do we would here. Pay for would it. you go yeah. on your own? No. No. Not to that kind of a club. No. I'm much more like dive, you know, mission, mm-hmm. um, you know, downtown, whatever doesn't really exist downtown anymore but dive bars <laughs> you know hole in the wall yeah. or even her neighborhood out in the richmond that's much more something i feel comfortable with yeah, yeah. so you go to your own haunts you know yes where you yeah. see familiar faces exactly i think last time we were out of our element where we willingly paid money was to see uh, the at uh, Pier One or whatever. Yeah, we went to see Grandmaster Flash oh. from Grandmaster oh. Flash and the Furious Five. But he was he was playing like Lou Reed, like some old school. Yeah, shit, he was doing his thing, but yeah. the crowd was definitely that kind type of you know Kim Kardashian type of. Oh no! You know. Really, Grandmaster Flash? Because he was it was a DJ set. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't necessarily a performance. And it was at a club, like an actual with yeah. bottle service and yeah. all that One stuff. Of those. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I wonder if Iggy Pop would be like that with Kim Kardashian. That would be so funny. <laughs> we'll just have to start a I would pay for right? that. I think he's staying pretty punk by uh, <laughs> inviting that one guy from Queens of the Stone Age. So, Josh, Josh Holm. Start a mosh pit in the Kardashian spot. Yeah. I saw that at the, at the Boom Boom Room one time. It was uh, a cypher. You know what a cypher is? Like hip-hop night, yeah. you know, on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, they had, like, the open, um, the open DJ battle, you know, open spoken word thing right oh, beginning right. with the mic. dj the live dj and the mic and during that spot um the people come out into the center of the room and start a circle like a cypher which is dance hip a, ba- a battle a battle a yeah. battle mm-hmm. a dance battle so these girls come in with these shopping bags at 12 almost 12 in the morning like the ones from macy's or whatever <laughs> yeah. i don't know right and they're coming in with their shopping bags. Oh my god! Their hair's flying around. Oh my god! And, and this is like you know hip hop and like yeah, yo, what's up? You know, yeah. <laughs> in their shopping bags, dancing with the shopping bags. Are you serious? And so they're like, let's go get a drink. And they're flying around. They put the oh, shopping bags dark. in the middle of the dance floor. Right in the middle, like next to the cipher, and they go get a drink. They come back and they start. Da- you know how people dance with a drink in their hand? Like, yeah, that's dumb. Not not in this situation. This is actually real dancing. People who are doing flips, in their hair, their feet are up in the air. You need to, you know, watch out. This is something you watch, right? This is not like you know, this is not. You know, so they come and they walk right in the middle of the cipher, and they pick up their shopping bag and start dancing with the martini and the. Shopping bags. They're good at multitasking. I give them that. <laughs> Shoot. Well, they don't lose their shopping bags. And I they, know. Did somebody jack them? Oh, well, they almost got kicked. Their shopping bag got kicked and, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they went for a tumble. I was like, what? That's so crazy. That's so random. I have never heard of that story. <laughs> well, it's next to the, what do you call it? Now that's the changed. Boom, boom. The, yeah, the Fillmore is now changed into whatever. The shopping not, center. Yeah, <laughs> it's not really the way it was, you know, what it was, you know, the culture is different. It, it's, it's trickled down, the marina crowds trickled down. Oh, yeah. Down. Yeah, kind so. of. Yeah, that, that's a real interesting case, the, the uh, Fillmore, because um, like, I love jazz. And jazz used to be the jazz uh, 
the jazz did. I used to be the jazz district, and now there's almost no jazz in this city. No really. Where are all the great jazz clubs? If you go south of Geary, does yeah. not the case anymore. There used to be the um, Yoshi's, right? Yoshi's. And now it's not oh, even there. Yeah, gone. What the heck happened well, there? They they couldn't sell enough uh, expensive sushi to keep the place. Oh my open. god. Yeah, that place was yeah, kind of. We went to one or two yeah, shows there. Yeah, I had a had an ongoing gig uh, in at Yoshi's. Uh, they had a world music night mm-hmm. with uh, Chebby Sabah, right? And yeah. He was uh, one of the DJs there. He, he was a great light. Uh, so they changed their name. This was like a year or two ago, and then they just closed altogether. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think it's still something, though. I think it's still like Jazz Institute or something. That's next door. Oh, okay. But, you know, they did open SF Jazz, which is like the Lincoln, ah, Lincoln Center. Yeah, jazz, I think right? I've been there for a conference. Yeah, and, and they have great artists that come through there. Mm-hmm. Um, Laurie Anderson so was there, right? But you can't, it's hard to just walk down the street now and hear a saxophone playing from a, you know, a basement space, you know, yeah. and go duck, yeah. duck in there. And, and you know, we're trying. I feel like San Francisco is trying a little, uh, a lot of... Sp- Smaller cafes are taking in a lot of people who used to perform at those venues, uh-huh. and um, I don't think it's completely gone yet. But it, it's it's at the brink of not existing anymore. But it's we're trying to keep way. it alive. Martinis? Uh, no, on Fillmore. Uh, Fillmore Shaba Lounge. Uh, Lounge. They have good jazz. Right. There. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've been there. Martinis is the. Uh, that's the also, piano bar. That's a piano bar. Yeah. The dry greens. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, I just want to mention that uh, Rasa has is a really big following in the gay community. Oh, that's awesome. They, they love her. <laughs> Good. <laughs> and like a lot of her friends are drag queens, and that's a, been incredible, uh, incredibly supportive community for yeah, I love them. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hello out there. Hello, fellow sisters. Little plug to uh, LGBT and honey mahogany and honey mahogany. Right? Ferocious titties. <laughs> Is um, Auntie Charlie still open? No. It's not. Mm-mm. I remember that. You place have to go stuff. to the stud. Tuesday nights is meow mix. It's at eleven o'clock. It's yeah. wild and crazy. And <laughs> then we have third. Now we started Thursday nights at. Um, Balancoir. It's called Ain't Your Mama's Drag. <laughs> That's actually a free show if you say that you know Rasa Vitalia. Ooh. Well, oh, there you go. There you Rasa go. Vitalia. There's no excuse for you guys not to get your I, drag on. Yeah. And I think I'll be there on February 11th. Show starts right at 8. And the theme is Moulin Rouge. Oh, oh nice. nice. That's going to be fun. Yeah. Do you get dressed up? Oh, yeah. I have. I, I made the music the other day. I make the music and I perform to it and put it together, yeah. Do you have any other shows besides uh, the February 6th coming up? Yep, February 6th is the one in Oakland. February 11th is the one at Balancoir on Mission um, between 21st and 22nd. That's the drag show. That one starts at 8 o'clock. It's free if you mention you know Rasa Vitalia or if you say Viva La Rasa. There, but you gotta show up at 8 because we, cl- we, sh- we it's really like uh, act by act by act. Each act is maximum five minutes. See, it's not like a band. You have to get there on time. Um, it's a variety and drag show, so don't be afraid. There's all kinds of people in there, and we are San Francisco. So I can't imagine why you wouldn't be there and give me any excuses about we thinking it's a gay club. 
Okay? <laughs> I'm over it. <laughs> Just shut up and so go. To be clear. Just have fun. <laughs> you know. To be clear. It's uh, so you're saying wait, it, that's a drag club or no, it's just a nightclub. But okay, okay. there's gonna be some He's drag from here. queens there, you know, with different types of people, with different all kinds of people. New York, beautiful. New York has clubs like that. Yeah, New York's yeah. got clubs. Is it oh, the yeah. city, right? Oh, Stonewall Inn. Yeah, it was there? Stonewall I mean, performed mm-hmm. over there. Oh, you did? Wow. Yeah. That's Stonewall. Awesome. There's a picture of me on. I'll send it to you on Facebook. <laughs> the okay. Stonewall. Yeah, that's Rosa Vitali's Facebook artist yeah, page, right? That's right, Facebook. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Is that the best way to find out more about you online? Um, uh, well, you can see my website, and it has all the links to all the everythings that you are be connected to on social media. But my website is my name, rasavitalia.com. You can look me up. You'll find me anywhere online. Um, R-A-S as in Sam A. R-A-S-A-V-I-T-A-L-I-A. Rasa Vitalia, like uh, vital. Vitalia. Vitalia.com. Um, yes. name, her name means uh, the, the nectar of life. Ah. The rasa is an ancient Indian word rasa. that means uh, the dew, the sweet dew, the sweet nectar. Of, and uh, Vitalia means uh, of life. I have a, and my name is Arabic, and it means divine life. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Aisha. Yeah. Aisha. But my parents called me Aisha, so sorry to let you down. No. (laughs) But um, oh, and so I wanted to mention one thing. I don't know how much more time we got, but I'm gonna be um, performing at the Apollo in New York City, um, February seventeenth. There you go. That's exciting. I I was reading your story, and did you get your start on the East Coast, or you you were you tried out for? Uh, well, that was a story about how I decided to go to the Apollo and show uh-huh. off my stuff to them, and then they had me come back in February mm-hmm. to do a show, uh, a performance in, on at the Apollo, basically, That's amazing. A, a variety show. Because it is, a, it's a variety show. I mean, it started out as a burlesque hall. Um, yep. it, it actually started out, you know, New York in New York. The burlesque scene was really big for burlesque and variety. It's not just burlesque. And the variety shows had variety everything show. you can imagine. Comedy. Yeah. Comedy and jugglers and tap dancers. You and know? that's how people people had to go out to get entertainment. Yeah. They didn't have access to a radio or they didn't even have television back right. then. Right, and they went out and um, uh, it, it was big actually uh, in the, during the Depression because people needed something to lift them up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have a little bit of a depression here. People need to go out. We just don't, we <laughs> forgot all about it. But anyway, on another note, so... Uh, and then all of a sudden, like in the late 30s, 1930s, the uh, New York government's like, oh my God, titties. We can't have titties. We're going to have to shut down all these burlesque calls. And then Apollo. Oh! Oh! Oh, no! My God! What about the children? The children. They, they, oh, they, conservative they, America. They, they had titties when they were babies. Yeah. So, um. <laughs> <laughs> they eat right? those. And also, you know, back then the Apollo was white only in Harlem. What? Very so, weird. you know, and that thing was all shut down. Like, oh, it's decrepit. And all of a sudden, somehow the African American community said, let's open this thing up. And its anniversary is 1930, I think it was 34, 36, mm-hmm. something like that. They mm-hmm. just celebrated the opening uh, a couple days ago. That's awesome. Um, I think it was like 105 or something. Wow. I can't remember the exact year. And so then it opened up to be like a 
the heart and soul of America, basically, this, this theater here. And it, what it came from, you know, it grew from a variety burlesque call to this grand Apollo theater. And some of the jazz greats. Jazz Ella greats. Fitzgerald. And she started, that was her first thing. They decided, you know, she was the first performer there, Ella. And, um, and I, I think that the combination of Ella and then the way the audience reacted, then they sort of decided to do the showtime at the Apollo, where they would bring out new acts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like in the variety burlesque shows, because that's what people came out. They had their amateur night or their, you know, variety show night or whatever, and people would come out and the audience would make a reaction according. They loved it. Yep. <laughs> or booed it. Or booed it or whatever. <laughs> Gave them the, the hook. That's where the minor's hook <laughs> came from. The hook in Bugs Bunny. It's called the minor's hook. Minor's and they, they use that to p- take out the bad acts. <laughs> it's for real. <laughs> that wasn't no joke. Yeah, and then Apollo, what they use is a tap dancing dude. Uh, that's where what's his name started there. What's his name? Gene uh, or whatever. Gene Kelly? Uh, no, 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 no. What's his name that did the tap dancing? Anyway, I'll think of his name yeah. in a minute. Anyway, uh, they start. That's where the tap dancing guy mm. would tap and come out. What do you remember that? Gregory Hines, he started out there. He would, they would come out, and the tap dancers would come out and tap dance onto the stage and say, okay, get off, get off, and they would have the alarm going off and <laughs> all kinds of stuff, and the tap dancer would tap them off the stage. Instead of a hook, that's what they use. <laughs> They're like, it's time to... And they still use that, so I'm like, well, well, you know... We saw, we saw, we saw a, a guy... Uh, on like a skateboard and he like yeah, they, scooted they, over and they variety, they is there a behind the scenes guy who yeah. kind of gives a nod and then the tap 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 dancer comes out or the skate like behind the scenes like this guy that yeah. gives a nod Whoa. and then somebody yeah. else like comes well, the audience is like boo 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 you can see them standing up and throwing stuff at. that's why you would see on the cartoons people throwing lettuce and Tomato. stuff tomatoes <laughs> it's real ow but um yeah we saw this one clip like they don't just do tap dancers they like one clip was this guy they're like woo, woo, woo. everybody's like boo boo and the alarm is going off and the lights are going and it was a guy with a push broom one guy with a push broom trying to push the guy off and another guy kind of i think yeah i think the other guy was laying with his belly on the skateboard and i think he was naked Oh and my he was God. Ro- he was like a baby. so risky. Like, uh, I don't know, or maybe he looked naked. He was probably in a <laughs> bodysuit, but he was rolling around on the skateboard with his belly. That's hilarious. And uh, you know, <laughs> it's like, what is that? And you should just the audience is just they're just so reactive. It's very hilarious. So do you feel honored that you get to be a part of the history, yeah. which is the Apollo well, theater? I'm, I'm honored to be a part of the history of Apollo. I'm honored to. That they right, they say that this is the heart and soul of the American culture, and that they say what this, their slogan is where stars are made and or where stars are born and legends are made. There you go. And it gives like what I was talking about earlier about San Francisco that there's a lack of this being proud and having pride for your culture, and this is the arts culture uh, that they're so very very proud of. I saw this video the other day that this, the uh, people at the Stock Exchange, uh, they had a commemoration for the Apollo um, at the Stock Exchange before the Stock Exchange began. They, begins and the day they ring a bell. Yeah, yeah. So the um, Apollo people were um, invited to come and do a little singing and speech and then ring the bell for the Stock oh. Exchange to begin in honor of their, um, uh, of their birthday. And I thought, 
wow, New York is so proud of their art culture and their commerce and their and their stock exchange and the, everything. It's not just we need to support our arts. It was like a combination of... They recognize it. Yeah, they recognize the culture. They recognize the arts, the, the commerce, the business culture. Everything is combined, and they're just proud of being part of New York culture mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. There's no separation of art and commerce in that business. Mm-hmm. And then they're, they're proud of being American culture. So you, I saw that in the 20, you know, 10-minute clip video. I was like, that's what I saw on there. That's awesome. It was really awesome. So I'm glad to be there on February 17th. Even if I get booed and some naked guy comes <laughs> It's all part of the experience. It's so awesome. It'll be great. I don't care. Anything happens, it's just going to be great to be there with everybody who's paying attention. Awesome. <laughs> They're engaged and they want to they be a part of something creative and amazing. Yeah. But um, you're going to be 